Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. On this week's show, we have a jam-packed episode, so we hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, grab a cold beverage, and let's talk everything there is to know in Louisiana outdoors. This episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast is also brought to you by SRD20 Boat Products. It shouldn't be hard work. SRD20 products use advanced nanotechnologies in its formulations, explicitly designed for boat maintenance. From boat waxes for detailing to waterless washing wax products, SRD20 has boat care products that keep your boat protected from the elements and looking brand new. Visit them online at www.srd20.com and enter promo code LASTSTOP for 20% off all SRD20 products today. This episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast is brought to you by Beaver Creek Game Calls. At Beaver Creek Game Calls, all of our calls are handcrafted and held up to the highest standards. Our goal is to provide a quality custom call that every hunter can afford. We strive every day with this goal in mind. We also take pride in our customer service because without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we love and that is to make quality custom hunting calls. All of our calls are proudly made in the USA. Visit us online at beavercreekgamecalls.com and let us build your next call. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to a new episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast. As always, I'm your host Jacob Robery. And guys, today we are coming to you on this episode live on location. We are, uh, we are making a hunt this morning and I have my best buddy with me my son jackson jackson welcome to the show what's up guys and guys we are uh we are now second weekend of teal season here in louisiana so we're going to take you guys along with us this morning i know we've done this in the past couple of years where we try to do some of these podcasts on a hunt um and to be honest with you we figured the way it's been going um it'd probably be a good one to do or give us a little bit of time to do one this morning because to be honest with you all the uh the teal season here in louisiana is not exactly off to the the hot start that we all thought we would have uh or that we were at least hoping to have let's say that huh jackson yeah yeah it's been kind of slow man um you know so far we are like i mentioned we're sitting here second weekend we got one weekend after this to go um we wrap up we'll be wrapping up teal season and to be honest with you all, it just seems like the teal haven't really showed up yet, Jackson. I mean, from what we've seen, um, you know, certain guys are killing some birds. Don't get me wrong. There are birds. Uh, you know, you always got guys that are going to kill some birds. There's always some places that are going to hold more definitely than other places. But uh, overall, teal season's usually pretty jammed up for us here in Louisiana. And, uh, and thus far, since last weekend, it just hasn't been that hot. That's kind of been the story from what we've heard huh yeah what have you been hearing as far as uh some of the you know the people you've talked to i know you talk to a lot of people you on social media you're real active uh what's kind of been what's kind of been the story that you've been hearing well it's kind of the same as y'all as you like not many people are killing they just haven't showed up yet or if they are going to show up at all at least or at least the blue wings haven't showed up as well Hopefully them green wings come. Yeah, big duck season. Hopefully we'll have them green wings. 
a little bit better than it's been for uh, for Blue Wings uh, so far this teal season. And uh, you know, last weekend we had a full moon. Uh, we when we got out here this morning, guys, we are back in the freshwater marsh here, not too far from our home. Uh, you know, and it's a spot that we've uh, scouted out right before teal season. We had never really hunted this area on Jackson. We never really, we weren't too far from here, but we never hunted this specific area where we are in this morning and were last weekend. But, <coughs> excuse me, guys. <coughs> I sw choking on them nets. <coughs> I swallowed a gnat right there because we are loaded up with them this morning. Hey. Shout out to Louisiana Tear Hunters. You know the drill. Good God, I swallowed him whole. <laughs> he didn't have much meat on him, I can tell you that. So, <coughs> good God, sorry about that, guys. But, uh, yeah, last weekend we had a full moon. When we got out here, I mean, it was like we were almost in early morning when the sunrise was coming up. That's how bright it was. And, uh, you know, I wasn't real sure. You know, usually that, that big full moon right when teal season hits is a good time for it to bring some birds in down to the state. Uh, but really, you know, that wasn't the case like we mentioned. It, uh, a lot of guys struggled. And we, we talked to guys, Jackson. <coughs> I'm still choking on that night. Y'all bear with me. Uh, but anyway, Jackson's laughing at me. What you laughing? <coughs> You're going to have to talk. <laughs> I can't, I can't talk, Well, guys, man. I guess I'm the host of the show. <laughs> you got to have to. Until I digest this net, <laughs> I swallow. <clears throat> but anyway, I'm losing my train of thought this morning. But, yeah, I mean, we talked to guys. We had some friends that hunted up in, you know, Venice or down in Venice, I should say, last weekend. And Venice had, had, a, had a pretty good opener. I've, but heard, it, I've heard some mixed reports about Venice. Like, I've heard that some dudes did good yeah. and then some dudes just did bad. So, I don't know what to think of Venice right now for teal season. Yeah, and I'd say that's a very fair assessment of it. Uh, you know, some guys did pretty good. And there was guys that, that usually do really well that just didn't have good hunts last weekend and this weekend so far. So, um, But then we, we move across the state. You know, we kind of hear – uh, in between, I'd say, the boys in the rice fields on the western side of the state. Um, you know, and, and it really hasn't been great this week. You know, where we hunt that today, I had a few reports of, uh, of a few teal being killed uh, during the week. But really, nothing to, to write home about, nothing to brag about. Um, you know, I had, a, I had two guys come in yesterday into the store. And uh, they had two little kids with them. They were all dressed in camouflage. And I had to work yesterday, so we didn't get to hunt. And uh, I, I went up to them, and I said, man, did y'all tear up the teal this morning? And they started laughing. And the guy said, uh, he says, no, man, hardly. He said, we hardly got anything this morning. He says, we ended up with one bird. He said, now, I will tell you this. He said, we should have, you know, we could have shot better. He said, we had an opportunity to get a few birds and, uh, and maybe shoot a little bit you know better he said and we didn't do that we didn't capitalize on some opportunities he said but uh we talked to two other groups of guys um that had hunted and they actually paddled in they weren't in a boat they weren't in you know anything like that they were paddling in and hunting and he told me he said uh he said between three groups of us that hunted that area he said we all talked to each other coming out this morning he said and we had eight birds between three groups of hunters so uh i mean that's nothing impressive you know but Hey, at least they're knocking the rust off. They're getting to shoot a little bit. So that's a good thing, you know. 
yeah. mean, hell, last weekend we never pulled the trigger on opening morning, you know, which uh, I know you were pushing me this year to go go teal hunting. You wanted to really get, uh, you know, get some teal hunts in this year before big duck season. Target practice. Yeah, target practice and uh, put a little bit of birds in the freezer. But uh, I laughed yesterday. I said, the, the, you've been pushing for that teal season the last couple of years. And last year we had the hurricane. We were planning on coming and that kind of sidetracked us. And then now we uh, we actually, you know, did some scouting, found some food sources. And now we just ain't got no birds, though. That's the issue. The year that we decide to actually go for teal season, there's no teal. There's no teal. <laughs> yeah, so... So that's about how it's been right here, uh, you know, in between, I'd say, Venice and the rice field areas of western part of the state. Uh, so we're moving over to the western part of the state, um, and, you know, we've talked to several guys over there. I know uh, I know um, our friend, Mr. Lance Coco, uh, he was hunting yesterday in some of the rice fields. We talked to him yesterday, um, and they just had a couple of birds yesterday. You know, in an area that's really usually pretty good. So, rice field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not that every rice field is just a given, but, you know, for teal season, it's usually pretty solid in the, in the rice fields. All your ag fields are typically going to be pretty good in Louisiana uh, for teal season. But there's a lot of guide services in those areas, you know, whether it's Eunice, Mamu, um, Whiteville. Um, that's I'm just thinking out loud. Gaydon, Welsh. Um, Klondike, all those areas on the western part of the state that are traditionally deep agriculture areas, um, there's some bo some boys killing them, but there's like like you said, same story. There's a lot of guys that aren't, you know, and uh, even the guys that are killing them, they're not killing a ton of limits. Um, so it's just it's below par. I, I mean, to sum it all up, it's below par. I would say for what it normally is. Um, and, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if that's going to play any kind of part as we head into big duck season this year, you know, because we're not too far away. We we close up teal here in the uh, next week or so, and then we're going to close, and then we're going to open up. The first zone opens up, you know, right around the first week or second week in uh, November. And then, you know, the whole state's going to open up the following week, the rest of the state, and we're going to be full throttle duck season at that point. So we're not too far off. Now, we have been blessed so far, you know, uh, you know, last week we had a little cool front come through, kind of dropped the temperatures. That was nice, huh? Yeah. That was real nice. Uh, kept the mosquitoes away for the most part. No hurricane this year. So far, so good. You said it. Don't, don't even say the name of it, but no, no major storm so far. We're still not out of the woods on that yet, but because, uh, you know, it still goes through, through up for another few weeks, typically hurricane season, but... Uh, but so far, so good, I have to say on that, too. We've been blessed because last year, you know, it put a hurting on the state, especially especially in the coastal areas. Um, and, you know, last year where we hung that this morning, Jackson, they had some really good teal hunts last year in here. They killed some birds, the guys that were able to hunt uh, that weren't dealing with hurricane-related stuff. They were able to kill some birds last year, um, which was a good thing, man. I think... I think a lot of the food sources, when the storm came through on the coast, it, it, it damaged a lot of the food sources down there. And it may have pushed some of those birds more inland, like to these freshwater marshes that we hunted. Um, and, and we had a good season overall, like we mentioned, for big duck season uh, last year. And we bounced around. And that was a lot of our success was from bouncing around. We had to, you know. 
In a public land, hunting, you gotta bounce around. You gotta, you gotta bounce around. Find the birds. You, you gotta find the birds. That's right. You gotta bounce around. And uh, you know, now you turning, you know, you 13 years old. You're gonna be 14 here in January. And in previous episodes, we talked about how, you know, you've evolved as a hunter. And uh, man, I just this year, one hunt last weekend, seeing you go out. I, we brought your brother for the first time. I, my my youngest son, uh, Hudson. He's eight years old. We brought him on his first duck hunt last week. That was pretty special. You want to? What's your take on that? Talk about that a little bit. What you thought about your little brother coming on the hunt with us? Going into it, I thought it was—I thought he was going to be annoying and get, and because he's my brother, so he, you know, y'all know that he, your little brothers get annoying sometimes. So I thought he was just going to be annoying the whole time and complain because normally he doesn't like to go hunting that much because we haven't brought him a lot but well he kind of caught us off guard on that huh uh-huh. we were sitting at the table and uh talking about getting ready for duck season for teal season <coughs> i think i still got a few legs in there from that mat. <laughs> and uh you know we were talking about me and you were we went scout we were talking about what kind of what our game plan was for opening weekend of teal season and he look, he turns and he's sitting at the at the table with us eating dinner. And he turns, he says, "Dad, he says, uh, I'm coming. I want to come." He says, "I want to come uh, duck hunting." And he's, you know, up until this point, he's come squirrel hunting with us for opening weekend. He likes squirrel hunting. He likes squirrel hunting. He likes he likes that. That's something he he enjoys. And uh, he comes with us for squirrel season, but he's never he's never wanted to come on a duck hunt yet. And he's eight years old, so he's still he's still young, you know. But, uh, but boy, when he turned and told me that, he caught me off guard when he told me that. I'll be honest with you, you know. He took me away when I was 9 or 10. Jackson, you've been coming with us hunting. You started coming hunting with us, and I'm talking just in general hunting. Uh, we've been dragging you since you were about 5 years old. 5 years old, um, now duck hunting. Like I started I started hunting, though, whenever you, I was well. Like, yeah, ten, yeah. Like you talking about hunting on your own with us, kind of. Like shooting a gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were shooting, you were shooting four tens and stuff earlier than that. You know, we had a four ten I purchased for you. Then we moved you up to a twenty gauge, and then you went to a twelve gauge to to waterfowl hunt last year. So we've been bringing you. You learned how to come in, walk in the woods and stuff with us. Uh, when we were, when you were about five, five years old, six years old. So we had you early, and that's. That's something we never really did with your brother that early. Uh, you know, we started dragging him into the woods uh, a couple of years ago. He was probably, he's eight now, probably when he was about six. So it wasn't too far after you. But uh, but he's never really been interested in waterfowl hunting with us, um, you know. And when he said that a few, you know, a few weeks ago, man, that really caught me off guard. But I was I was pumped up about that. I'm glad he got to come. But how do you think he did overall last week? I think I think he did pretty good. I mean, surprisingly, surprisingly, what 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 surprised me a lot is that we didn't kill or see anything, and he still said he had fun, yeah. which was surprised me. Yeah. Cause like normally with the other people, it's like if you bring them on their first hunt, they don't see nothing, they don't want to go back again. Yeah, you're right. So it's like he still had fun. Like, like for me, that like if that was my first duck hunt, I would be like, man, yeah, I'm not coming back again. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't kill nothing, but on, on my, I, 
did I forgot. I, I asked you this question not too long ago. Did I kill did we kill anything on my first duck hunt? Jackson, your first hunt with us. Uh, I'm trying to think of your first hunt with us. No, I think I told you. I know when the my, first hunt was we hunted uh Blonde River. I took you to Blonde River, yeah. somewhere close to the house. I remember my first duck that I shot ever, but that wasn't my first hunt. <laughs> Correct. That wasn't your first hunt. I actually took you to Blonde River, not too far, about 15 minutes from the house. And uh, it was a cold morning. I remember that. And I was like, okay, I got to have enough clothes for you. I had a Mr. Butter heater in the boat. And I knew a little area that was holding some wood ducks pretty regular. And uh, I said, I'm going to take you down to that area, try it out, and see what we do. And we got there, kind of, you know, set up what we needed. Was big duck season this was uh yeah 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 it had to be because it was wood ducks we were hunting so you couldn't hunt you couldn't hunt them during teal season so uh we went down there and i remember threw out a couple of little wood duck decoys and you were sitting on the floor freezing you kept telling me (laughs) i'm freezing i'm freezing daddy and uh i said okay well let me light the heater then so i lit the heater and when i looked at you you were like an old dog curled up on the floor uh what you got? 601. Yeah, we're sitting at 601. So legal shooting this morning is going to be at 618. So I see the sun starting to come up in the back. But, uh, yeah, you were you were sitting there and curled up like an old dog on the porch. You were clinging to that uh, clinging to that uh, that heater. And, uh, and they had some wood ducks coming in. And you trying to tug on me to, to leave. Can we leave? Can we leave? And... and <laughs> To be honest with you, I just got to the point. I was like, "Okay, you heard something?" It was an alligator. Was it moving in the water? Okay, I thought I heard wings. But I'm talking, so maybe I'm just optimistic, huh? Yeah, guys, it's almost shooting time, and we just turned all the lights off. We're still gonna talk to you guys, but we're just making sure nothing's. <laughs> we're trying to get a little quieter, so. And that's, that's been something that we're trying to do this year. You know, we, we always make a point to stay as quiet when we go into an area as possible. But I'm really trying to preach that to you this year as far as, you know, just little things like banging on the boat with decoys. And doing all that type of stuff. Just, just trying to keep everything, you know, more natural like, it, like we find it. And, you know, not disturbing the wildlife, that type of stuff. And as a hunter teaching somebody, you just... You know, a young hunter coming up, you kind of evolve and you kind of, you kind of, you know, learn all that stuff from the people that teach you. And I'm trying to make an effort to teach you all that, you know. Yeah. So as much, as much as you know and you've been coming with us since you're young, there's still stuff to learn. There's still stuff we learn, you know. There's still stuff we learn. Don't load up yet. It's a little early. A little early for loading. I oh, know. I'm not. So, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, like I said, we're not expecting too much this morning. I mean, at least I'm not. What, what, what's your thoughts? Well, there goes the quietness. Oh, that was a big alligator. Uh, so, sorry, what was the question again? Boy, they got some alligators moving this morning. Now, be honest with you, it's a lot a lot warmer than it was last weekend. We warmed this morning. Yeah, if we're not down the I got to go. I'm going to get yeah. in the kayak. Yeah, we got it. the kayak with us, so if we knock something down here in this... We hunt a little small just to give you guys a visual. Go ahead, Jackson. You tell them. Tell them where we like. You know what it looks like where we hunt that. We hunt in the marsh, guys. We hunt in just a little tiny marsh pond. And if y'all seen that 
If y'all seen some of our other videos, we like to hunt man check a lot, as long as with a, lo a lot of other dudes. And, uh, uh, but it's just a little tiny marsh hole that we're hunting with some with some lilies around us. Yeah, uh, we got we got good food sources in this area that we scouted this year. It really recovered well after the storms last year. And, uh, you know, I was thinking this place would be, hopefully, I was hoping that it would be loaded up until when we scouted it. And uh, we didn't see a lot, we didn't see many birds at all when we scouted it. But, you know, most of the times we were able to get here to scout, we were later in the day. And you just don't know, you know, when, when it's daylight, daylight's breaking, it's definitely a lot different a lot of times. But uh, one thing I noticed last weekend, we had, you know, cooler temperatures, but we had some fog last weekend. And we, we weren't hunting this hole. We were hunting a little further, you know, from the, a little further away from where we are today. And, um, but this is one of the holes that we scouted out a few weeks ago before the season started. And uh, we liked this little hole. This was probably our second choice, I would say, over the hole we hunted last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's probably true. And uh, you were laughing yesterday because I named the holes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you want to? Hey guys, we hunt in the taco hole. We hunt in the taco hole, so so we named we named these holes on the uh, on our own X when we when we named Boom. them. We named them after some uh, Mexican dishes. So we had we hunted what last weekend? Which one was it? Nacho. That was nacho. Nacho last weekend, and we in which one today? Taco. Mm -hmm. We in taco. We got we got the nacho hole, the taco hole, the chalupa hole, and the fajita hole. And the fajita hole that we found when we scouted and we named them so we uh we must have been hungry that day we were hungry for some mexican food i guess but uh we just jackson started looking at the names when he pulled up the mapping yesterday to kind of scout where he wanted to hunt and uh he started laughing i said what you laughing at he says man he says look at the names of these holes he said that you you put on the map and uh i said i started laughing i said yeah i forgot about that i said we named i named them some uh mexican dishes so but it's just a little something to, uh, to for us to remember certain holes we go by. I'm sure you guys do the same thing. You name them whatever. You don't necessarily have a, a certain name that it goes by, so you'll name it something. But um, the last weekend, we had a little bit of fog getting back to that. Cooler temperatures. Uh, but the marsh just didn't come alive last week until later in the morning, it seemed like. I'm talking not only from, you know, there was not any teal hardly just birds in general like now we had some whistlers that come through straight into the decoys last week yeah. and we talked about that before we seeing a lot a lot of whistling ducks nowadays you know and uh boy it's loaded up with them now here in louisiana uh, at least in south louisiana and guys i like i saw i've been seeing some people talk about the whistlers and i i saw this one of one dude commented on a video I agree with that dude. You said that the comment was that they should open whistling ducks up for teal season, which I agree because there's so many of them and not a lot of people shoot them during big duck season also. So it's like, I think they should open them up for teal season. Yeah, I know that's been a controversy uh, a topic of hot discussion. People have been talking about more and more. You know, we've seen a lot more. Um, and my question on that is, are they being harvested enough? Uh, you know, because to be honest with you, from what I've read and the studies I've seen, <coughs> I'm still choking on that and that. <coughs> they, uh, they actually compete, from what I read, 
with the uh, with the wood duck populations, you know. Really? So they'll run they'll run wood ducks out of their nesting areas so that they can nest, you know. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see what information comes out in the future on that, you know, as we see in more and more of them now, because uh, the population has not. There's no way that they can convince me that that population's, you know, being harvested correctly with the amount of numbers that need to be taken out or being taken out. But well, I'm, just, I'm just waiting to, to be talking and hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, there ain't nothing better than when you when you sitting down, hunkered down like this, quiet, and you hear them wings coming over. You hear that them rockets. And I always told you. Since you're a kid about teal, what's the deal I tell I say about teal? They bring friends. They bring friends. That's the damn truth too. Because <laughs> them teal, it's you'll get your solos here and there, but when you see teal, you don't, or, see, you don't see them solos and doubles often. Yeah, you don't see them as often. They, uh, I always told Jackson, I said uh, I love hunting teal, and he says he says why you like teal, and I, I straight up tell him I said because they bring friends. There's something on that alligator pole. There might be. He might have caught some. It's alligator season right now here in Louisiana, guys. And uh, we pull into these into this marsh, and uh, we see some some guys. It looks like they've been hunting alligators out here because they got some tagged uh, some tagged lines that are out right now. So they got something making some noise in this little pond. It's might be an alligator on the lawn. There, there, there's been three splashes and they're all been right by that pole. Yeah, that's probably what it is. They probably got an alligator on there that's hooked up. That's natural uh, natural water movement for the decoys for us. Just don't, just it, don't splash when the birds come in. It'll keep them rippling. It'll keep it rippling. Because we're going to need it this morning. That is not a lick of wind right now. It doesn't look like. It's a little bit, but not it's, much. It's, it's minimum. I'll say that. I think when we looked at the weather, it's supposed to get up about six miles an hour, which is hardly nothing. Now, we're not too far from a you know, big open lake. Uh, not too far from Lake Pontchartrain. Um, that's Westlake. Do you hear him? Yeah. Yep. Whistlers. Those whistling ducks, they'll leave early like wood ducks in the morning. They leave early. They get out of there right before shooting time. Yeah. Uh, we hear some whistles. Good good group of them. Bring blue. Bring blue wings. Last blue week. Wings. What time we got? 610. 610. Well. <laughs> go ahead. That's professional. Yep. It's <laughs> a big bullfrog. You heard that? Big bullfrog. Yeah, you hear those whistles? Look, right there. I can see the group. See them? Yeah, they look. You hear that whistle? That is. They're moving fast. Yeah, they're moving fast. They are moving fast, I'll say that. Ooh, that was teal. Bring the baby. With that low light, it looks like it look, the way they fly it look like a group of big group of teal. This area that we hunt this morning, guys, it traditionally has a good bit of teal and big duck season. Um, we the last year we did really well with teal, you know, in this area, this general area. We uh, why don't you tell tell the listeners about the story 
last year whenever you talked me into going that morning, I was, I was burnt out and tired. Kind of tell them that situation. You remember that? Best hunt ever. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, okay guys, so here's the story. So we get, I, I told this story before on multiple hunts, but we, we got, um, we, we, we woke up in the morning ready to go on and we looked at the weather and it said that there was a big old storm coming right where we were supposed to hunt and like, it was just red yellow all the it looked it looked bad and then he said do you want to go i said yep i want to go he said all right we might get some rain though i said that's fine so we went all we had was a little bit of fog not a lick of rain it was sunny in the afternoon was it sunny? It was sunny. I think it, it was, oh, it, it got sunny it later. It got sunny later in the afternoon. Not a lick of rain. Teal heaven. It was just teal, teal, teal. All, all teal. We had some gray ducks come in. We had some pintail come in. But teal, teal was the store that morning. And there was a group of like 50 teal came just over us. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, <laughs> where we were, like, we, we were just set up behind in some marsh. And... We, we just kept looking out in the distance and then all just two would get a boom right in the decoys boom boom got them both you look out in the distance boom it's like they were all in one giant hole and they were just coming one at a time i remember man they were way up high and they were they were hitting that marsh that we were in and they were dropping from way up high and you remember that jackson and you turn over your one side you'd see you know 15 or 20 then you turn to the right you'd see another 15, 20. Surprisingly, yeah, we, and that day we had so many too, but we only ended up with seven birds because we didn't shoot very well. No, no, we had more that day. We had more that day. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. I, we had, yeah. that, that day we ended up, uh, we should, we actually, I think, had a two-man limit that day. Um, we did pretty good that day, but it was a lot of teal. Uh, I think that was a different hunt you were talking about, but. It was overall that day was really good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you, uh, you know, you talked me into going that day because it was at a point, man. We had went through a little dry spell, warmed up in December, and we were. Dad was just wore out. We had been going at it hard, and that's one of them days. I said, I just need to kind of rest today, and then we'll get back at it. And you were like, No, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, and we showed up at the launch. You remember that? And nobody was there. You remember that? There was hardly anybody there. And we were kind of like, <laughs> we looked at each other kind of like, what the, the hell's going on here, you know? That saved him for us. Yeah. And I, I was just meant, I was meant for us to go that day, man. That and was just a day. And then the marshes, that's my favorite kind of conditions to hunt. Fog, foggy, just a little. You like that? Just a little cloudy. Man, I, like, I, I, I hate fog. I absolutely hate fog. I, li- I like fog when it's a little bit. Yeah. I don't like it when it's a lot. I've never had a lot of luck in foggy conditions. Like, you remember another hunt we made last season? It was real foggy for, like, what, two hours? You couldn't see at shooting time? Hey, we still shot some birds, though. It well, and then once that fog cleared. Well, no, remember we had them teal. They broke, we, oh, we were, they just came out of the fog out of nowhere, and they landed in the decoys and yeah. shot both of them. Right? Yeah, we did. We did. We shot those early. But, uh. But you could hear you could hear a couple of mallets quacking and some model ducks we had in the area that day. And that's the same hunt where we had that group of like ten pintail come over us. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah we that, did. And Grey Ducks, that group of Grey Ducks. What those pintail? They just never. We never got yeah, them with them this time. Committed. We never got they them. They just circled once and then they left. Yeah, yeah. That was a big group of pintail, which is something we don't typically see where we were. That's the most Not pintail that, I've yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, we don't see that many typically in a big group like that. But uh. Well, they got a lot of pintail. They got a lot of pintail in Venice. Yes. Yeah, Venice has got. If you're looking to kill a good, in Louisiana, you're looking to kill a trophy pintail, Venice would probably be your place to go, I would tell you. It's yeah. good time. What time is it? Yeah, we can load up now. We're gonna go ahead and load these guns. Slide this back just a tad. Shooting 12 gauge today? Yep. Always. 12 gauge. I'm, I'm shooting a, I'm shooting my 20 gauge today that I bought last year. Well, I say I'm shooting. I ain't shooting nothing yet till we see some. But that's what I'm hunting with, guys. I bought a 20 gauge last year and uh, a Stoker. A little 20 gauge. And man, I have loved this thing since the day I got it. I hunted with it the first time. Yeah, see, they got the alligator right by the decoys. Is it? Yeah, it's right by that line. You see his head? Yeah, he went under the water. Oh, he did? Yeah, he's probably in this pond. If they baited those uh, lines, that's probably attracting them. Probably so. not a good idea to uh, hunt teal in here. Well, you, teal, I'm not too worried about. We could, we could hop out and get something if we knock it down, but... Uh, oh, my God. We were planning on that. That bird scared me. <laughs> Speckle belly. <laughs> no. That's an owl. That's an owl. That's exactly what that is. But it's 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 kind of like last weekend. So My butt itches. Your butt itches. Well, that's what happens when your butt gets wet. You, you, we call that the swamp ass here in Louisiana. <laughs> you got the swamp ass. No, I don't have that. It's just my. I, oh, that's what that's what I grew up calling them. The like, monkey butt. Monkey butt. Monkey butt or swamp ass. Well, well no, I guess the, monkey butt would be better. The monkey butt's where it's right here. It's not, I just got the each butt. Oh, there's certain parts that yeah. dictate what it's called? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. Well, let's see. Let's see if we uh, see anything here. <clears throat> Boy, it seems, it, it just seems quiet and dead right now, fairly on. Today, that's, that's how it was. Go ahead. What's your sign? Got a little bit of breeze this morning. Just a little bit right now. Where we at, guys, in this marsh, we can see quite a quite a ways off. So if we see any birds, we should be able to see them from a good ways off. It's not a, it's not like a spot where they're gonna just dump in on us without us seeing them. Last weekend we saw one one good group at about 10 or 12, but that was it, and they were flying a good ways off from us. 
Now we had about two dozen decoys in the hole we hunted last week. Today. Today we got about a dozen. A dozen and a half maybe. But it's a smaller hole that we hunted this morning. You know it's not good whenever at the launch this morning you didn't see a single boat besides us. It ain't been good. Yeah, we have 15 decoys and two mojos. Yeah, two mojos. Two dub mojos. Two dub mojos. That's something that uh, I had some people question me about last year uh, during big duck season because they saw in one of the videos on our YouTube channel that uh, we were using dove mojos. And I had a guy message me and he's like, man, he's like, that's dove mojos that y'all are using? You know, mixed in with your big duck decoys? And I said, yeah. I said, man, I've always used dove decoys. I said, uh, mojos, you know? On a pole when you're using the traditional style one, spinning wing decoy. And he was like, Man, they, you don't find the birds flare off anything? I said, Man, not at all. I said, uh, A, they're less expensive. And back when we were in college, we started doing that because we just didn't have the money to buy a bunch of, you know, $70, $80 mojo teal and stuff like that. And sometimes you would just pay them, pay the, uh, pay them to paint green to look like teal or something yeah we i would touch them up with spray paint but uh but to say that we've ever had a bird not land next to them or with them i can't tell you that that's ever happened to us we've been using them for years and uh when i use traditional spinning wing decoys i like how the sun you heard those shots somebody shot i like how the sun is like right here so if something's coming from our back i'll be able to see you good because of the sun yeah yeah Last week we uh, I was off a little bit the way we set up in the blind last week. Uh, I had a kind of kind of looking into the sun. It wasn't too too bad actually, uh, but I misjudged it just a tad because we hadn't hunted that hole before, and my direction was just a little bit off. But uh, it wasn't too bad. We didn't. It actually was coming up on our right hand side a little bit. But this week we got it at our back. We got it right this time. I hear a few shots. You heard that? Now, years ago, a few years ago when I last hunted teal in here, you were with me, actually. That's not shots. That's not shots. Neither are there. But, uh, when, you, when you were with me the last time, we uh, had some boys. They had whistling ducks. You remember them boys pulling up and shooting them whistling ducks? And then we, uh, I was like, man, these guys are shooting, they're shooting anything that flies in. And when we came out, the game boards were stopped and checking everybody. And them, uh, them boys ended up getting a ticket that day. Come out of there with some whistling ducks. Well, you had your waders on because I know, you, you thought we were going. But it's teal season and I'm hot. 
usually you, like last weekend, you were in the kayak, picking up decoys, moving the boat. You dropped me and Hudson off on, on the island. We hunted in the brush last weekend. But today the water came up quite a bit. It was up last weekend. But Not like it is today. More than though. we expected, but it wasn't up as much. Yeah, it wasn't like it is today. It came up quite a bit. Which we're in a tidal area, so that's pretty pretty common for us down here where we are. But the water came up today, so when we pulled in, the water's actually up on the islands. And we were like, well, we could, we could actually pull the boat up in the brush. Now we don't have we don't have the, the boat blind with us on right now. We didn't put a blind on yet. This year we might not even put the blind on, depending on you know where we hunt at. Just simply because we're trying to be more mobile. We, we, we both got the kayaks this year. We're going to use that as, as a layout blind in a lot of the areas, these marsh areas that we hunt. When we go to the timber, we have you know natural cypress trees, all that type of cover, buttonwood trees. Kind of go back to the basics, you know, get out of the boat more. be a little bit more mobile. It's a pretty morning. Like I said, a little bit warmer. A little bit warmer this morning. Mosquitoes aren't too bad, but we got the thermocells cranked up this morning. Had a big win college football last night. Big win for us. LSU. LSU. Our Tigers won last night, so that was that was good. We stayed up late enough to finish watching that game. Who, who do we, who Which do we, we used to drum Mississippi State's ass every year. Who do we, who do we play on our first game? LSU. Florida State. How we go lose against Florida State, but then go win the Mississippi State? Well, Mississippi State for years they've been in the cellar. They were, they were, they hadn't been. That's always been a team that LSU's been able to whip up on pretty good. But we they whipped. They came in the Baton Rouge two years. We didn't years. exactly pummel them either. Like no, oh no, no, no. We not, we not. We not good by any means. We 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 are work in progress right now. That's for sure. I mean, they took the lead on us at first. Yeah, they did. We played a we played a good second half. We did. I have to say that. As a, you know, Coach Kelly, he's he's rebuilding the program right now. So. Beaver Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, you hear us talk about Beaver Creek game calls. We uh we've had a partnership with Patrick, the owner of Beaver Creek, for a couple of years now, a couple of seasons, and uh he put out a new teal call, blue wing teal call last year that we like a lot. The fast food teal call is what it's labeled as. And that's a sound file right there that you heard Jackson blowing of that. We've had several guys ask us about, you know about sound files and I did a video that I put up on our YouTube channel a while back 
of that call and uh, one of the other mallet calls. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel if you're interested in them. Or if you've ran across Beaver Creek Game Calls and you, you're kind of interested, they're, they're a small company. They're a small, small company. He's a veteran. Patrick's an ex-veteran and uh, was in the military. Just a good dude, good guy. And, uh, and has a passion for waterfowl hunting, turkey hunting. He makes turkey calls. But uh, he loves to waterfowl hunt. And he and I got to know each other on social media a few years back. And just seemed like a really good guy. Sent, sent us some calls to, to try out that he was working on, you know, putting out prototypes. And uh, we really liked them. And, uh, and we've continued to use them since then. And, and I've talked about that. We don't stay specific just to one call necessarily or brand just to say that we use them you know we uh we actually use the products we you know that we like and that that work that we think works for us so we're not going to promote something just to promote it because ain't nobody paying anybody enough money nowadays to do that that's for sure but uh but we really like the uh, the beaver creek calls all the ones that we've had so far jackson they've been pretty good huh? yeah Showing up here pretty sharp. The coots, marsh hens, moor hens, whatever you want to call them. Swamp chicken. Swamp chicken. They got good grass in these shallow water ponds. They're going to be eating this grass this year. At least during big book season. Yeah. yeah. They'll start showing up here more and more. What are you seeing? A big piece of it. Where? Look above the tree line. Oh, yeah. yeah. There they are. More whistling ducks. They're coming out of that. Uh... Boy, guys, if we could just freaking... If they'd incorporate these whistling ducks into uh, <laughs> into the teal season, that sure would be nice. They moving, too, man. Look, look at them breaking down. Hit that tail call again just to mess with them. Okay. Stay still. Coming right up to us right here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. They're real responsive to these calls. These suckers are responsive. I'll say that. And you talk about some good eating, Jackson. That's the, in my opinion... Might be the best bird as far as duck species that I've eaten. They are freaking good. We shot some the last two years and I ate some, and I was impressed with them. They got they got big old legs on them too. You get almost like a almost like a drumette or a chicken leg. Not not big like a chicken leg, but pretty good. Pretty damn good. What you looking forward to for big duck season this year? What's something you're excited about? 
Skipping school. Skipping school. <laughs> That's what comes up when you think about that. Shooting a widgeon. That's what you want to shoot a widgeon, huh? A widgeon. I know you. I know you've been saying you want to get you a widgeon. Either that or a Drake Pintail. A what? Drake Pintail. Drake Pintail. You still need to get yours, Mister Miss. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Well, you won't. You won't let that go, huh? There's, hey there's two instances last year from two hunts that I. I, I I'll effed up on hey guys, I'll admit it. I got a question. Y'all ever had a mallard land five feet in front of uh, five feet in front of you and you didn't shoot it? A Drake mallard? You ever had one of those land five feet in front of you and you didn't shoot it? Well, you still you sure talk trash. <laughs> I'll say that. I, I did. I should have pulled up. I let. I, I thought they were gonna cut land right in the decoys, and I bypassed it. And I learned that won't happen again. It probably will, but I'm gonna be thinking about it next time. I promise you. My, with my socks on, I'm gonna pull the trigger, and my feet are gonna slide. Hey, at least I got the hint out of the two. The at hint. least I got the hint. What you got out of those two? They literally said, "Don't kill him." What you got out of the two? Nothing. Zero. So you can't talk too much trash. And I made, and I made a good shot on the hand. A really good shot. She tried to jump up, and that, was a, that wasn't an easy shot. It was but, in the decoys. Yeah, it was. It was on the out edge of the decoys. But it was a good shot still. At least we got one out of the two. The swamp chickens are fighting. Yeah, they're starting to get rowdy. I'm, I'm actually, I'm shocked we don't see any wood ducks right here at all. Because there is a tree line not too far from us. There's no ducks here. But wood ducks, you know, usually year-round they'll stay. That's kind of odd. Especially all these cypress trees that are not too far from there. You got a good bit of them. Those wood ducks like to get in those cypress trees, those holes, you know. They'll nest in there. Oh, man. It's just dead, man. Dead, 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 like last weekend, it seems like. Well, we got one more weekend, like I mentioned, and uh, we have Mr. Lance and his son. They invited us to uh, go on a rice field hunt next weekend. So, if those plans stay intact, we're going to make one more teal hunt next weekend, and that's going to be a wrap for teal season. So, I'd like to at least take the gun off safety and shoot if I'm at least see hunt. some too. Yeah, at least see some. But if I'm gonna sweat my balls off and go out yeah. here and hunt, I'd like to at least be able to shoot. Big duck season, Jackson. This hole right here, we hunting today. Yep, we'll be able to put these, put our kayaks up in this, this grass right here, and it'll. This because the grass isn't real tall right here in this hole, so you got to be low profile. You can't hunt no boat blonde big duck season when you got, you know, gray ducks and gavel. You got your gadwall. 
pintail. Yeah, that'll sure bust you, unless you have a blind building here, which is going to stick out. Well, I say it's going to stick out. You got a lot of other little natural grass pop up. Like Rappahannas, that's, that's regular old cut grass. It's better than swamp chicken, though. Oh guys, to be honest with y'all, it's kind of what we expected so far this morning. Very quiet. Just not, don't see a bird flying hardly. Not a lot of action. Like I mentioned, no wind whatsoever. Just not good conditions, it don't look like. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the birds just ain't, they late this year. They ain't hit us good yet. Like I mentioned, this is traditionally areas that are really good for teal, Steady breeze blowing now. Enough to move the grass, huh? Yeah. Well, guys, I know we've had y'all on now. You've been with us. If you're still listening, you've been listening for right at about an hour now. That's, that's really all we got for this week. We just wanted to do one of these on location podcast because we've really enjoyed this in the past we're going to be doing more of that this season as we have people hunt with us or sometimes it'll be me and you jackson and we'll give guys updates on what's going on what we see that's what we're all about sharing our passion for the outdoors and waterfowl hunting with you guys and hearing the stories and telling lies and doing it all that's what it's all about we appreciate you guys tuning in as always um, you can check us out on all of our social media websites, guys. Uh, do us a favor if you're into YouTube, and most people are nowadays. If you haven't visited our channel, we'd appreciate it. Go visit the channel at Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors TV. Check us out. If you like what you see, maybe consider subscribing. We'd really appreciate it. We're trying to get those subscriptions up this year, bring you guys some more content. And, uh, and also check us out. Check previous episodes of the podcast, guys. We've been doing this for several years now. We have a lot of content. So if you're on that long drive and you're looking to get away from the regular radio, enjoy podcasts. Go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, pretty much all the major platforms you're going to find us on there, guys. But uh, we appreciate the support that you guys give us. If you're into merchandise and you like, you know, waterfowl merch, you can go to our Facebook page. We have a link in the bio. Also on our Instagram page, we have a link in the bio. We just released some new designs on that stuff for the hunting season. So uh, check those out. You can load you up on some merch and uh, have it shipped right to your door. We appreciate that. And you always hear us talk about our sponsors, guys, guys that support the show and been supporting the show since we got going and new ones coming on. Um, you heard the commercials on this episode. Go check them out. Support those guys because 
if we promote them, we promise you it's good products that we think you other hunters will enjoy. So, uh, so go check out all of our great sponsors. And son, Jay, Jackson, I appreciate you being on with me, buddy, as normal. It's me and you, shake and bake. Shake and bake, brother. And uh, we're going to do it again soon, guys. We appreciate y'all tuning in. And until next time, this is Jacob and Jackson Rovery with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Y'all take care and have a good one. This episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors podcast is also brought to you by the can cooker. Seth McGinn's can cooker is the simplest and healthiest, most convenient cooking system available. The can cooker takes the cattle drive to tradition of cooking in a cream can and updates it for today's busy lifestyle. Pack the can cooker with ingredients and enjoy a mouth-watering, slow-cooked meal in a fraction of the time of normal cooking. Use it indoors and outdoors to cook a healthy meal on any stovetop, campfire, burner, grill, or the new multi-fuel burner portable cooktop from Can Cooker. Visit us on the web at cancooker.com. Tired of looking for that perfect hunting or fishing boat only to see that it's out of stock at your nearest dealer? Well, welcome to Game Changer Boats. We specialize in custom aluminum hunting and fishing boats. If you can dream it, Game Changer Boats can build it. Top quality craftsmanship and attention to detail is what we guarantee our customers. And we are proudly built right here in Louisiana. You can visit us on Facebook at Game Changer Boats or email us directly at GameChangerBoats at Yahoo.com. Contact Game Changer Boats and let's see what we can build for you. This episode is also brought to you by Benoit Performance Baits. Bait and tackle for all your fishing needs. Benoit Performance Baits offers some of the best soft plastics for bass, sackalay, and saltwater fishing. Whether it's a day on the water trying to catch a mess of fish for a family fish fry or a heavy bag to win a tournament, we have what you need and what the fish want. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok to place your order now.